Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings radio broadcast here at WXAN Radio. I am Pastor David, your radio pastor. Glad that you're tuned in this morning. Here we are on this beautiful Saturday afternoon here in the middle part of November, and we're thankful that you're listening. We want to encourage you to get your Bibles out. Let's get ready to open them up. We're going to be over in the book of Joshua this morning. And we'll look at God's Word and see what He has for us today. I'm accompanied today, I'm glad to say, by my lovely wife, Dorinda. She's always uh, available when she can be, and she is here this morning, so we're grateful for that. However you're listening, whether it's on the FM side, 103.9, or if it's WXANradio.com, we're glad that you're here. Let a friend know right now. Invite them to be a listener to the Good Tidings Radio broadcast. As you know by now, we're at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time every Saturday morning as the good Lord wills until Jesus comes again. And we're grateful to Brother Danny and Will uh, Melody and the good staff here at WXAN Radio for allowing us to be a small part of this wonderful ministry. I say it regularly. I, My wife and I do it, and I encourage others to do it. Support this ministry prayerfully and support it financially. It is doing a wonderful job for the kingdom of God and getting Christ Jesus out there magnified, glorified. Plus, it is the best Southern gospel music this side of heaven. So we're glad that you're tuned in today. Once you go to Joshua chapter number 10, and as you're turning there, I want to make some some real quick announcements. Now, as you know by now, I am the interim pastor at J City Church in Johnston City, Illinois. We are glad to be there. We're seeing a wonderful revival and movement of the Holy Spirit and God's work in the midst of the good folks there. We're thankful for that. Our people pray, they're unified, they love the preaching and teaching of the Bible, and enjoy seeing what God is doing in our midst. So if you're looking for a place to worship and serve, I'll tell you our music, our our worship, our, our entire church family, folks, you won't get a warmer welcome in southern Illinois than you will at the J City Church. Our Sunday school starts at 9.30, the church service starts at 10.30, and it's also live-streamed at 10.30 on jcitychurch.com. You can go there at 10.30 in the morning and listen till 11.30, and then we cut off promptly at 11.30. Uh, we meet on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. for our Wednesday night prayer meeting service. We'd love to have you. And uh, we're appreciative of all that God is doing. Are we thankful thankful for our visitors and what God is doing in His church and in each of our hearts? We're growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that we are grateful for. So Dorinda and I are enjoying ourselves there. I must tell you also that in the community of Johnston City or the surrounding areas, every Saturday night at 530, we have a food ministry. If you drive up into the parking lot of J City Church in Johnston City, you'll be directed where to where to park. We will bring food out to you, uh, nutritious, uh, freshly made, well prepared meals for you. And if you have a need, as many four, five, six, whatever the need may be, we can supply that need. And it only goes from five thirty of an evening until six. That's every Saturday night, J City Church. Come and be with us, okay? Let us know how we can help you. If you'd like to contact me, you can do that via email 
at drdave13 at gmail.com. D-R-D-A-V-E-1-3 at gmail.com. Now this morning, let's go to the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. Just recently, this past weekend, we had Daylight Savings Time. Daylight Savings Time. And that's where we got to fall back for an hour here in the Midwest, and we're thankful for that. Some people like it, some people don't, but either way, we observe it, as you'll know, in the spring and in the fall. Well, I want to speak to you this morning on God's ultimate daylight savings plan. God's ultimate daylight savings plan. And in Joshua chapter number 10, look at verse number 8. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not. For I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not be a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly, and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel, and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Haran, and smote them to Azekah and unto Makedah. And it came to pass, as they fled from Israel, and were in the going down to Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah, and they died. They were more than which did die of hailstones than they that died with the children of Israel slew with the sword. In verse number 12, notice this. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, this is S-U-N, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. Verse 13, notice this. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Verse 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. God's ultimate daylight savings plan. Now, this week has probably been a little bit of an adjustment on you. I know it has been on me and Dorinda, trying to adjust our bodies a little bit to waking up a little a little bit sooner than we anticipated, according to the clock. And we, as we all know, we'll get adjusted to that. But by way of introduction, God created time and will someday end it. And in heaven, time will be no more. In the meanwhile, we shouldn't be surprised at the fact that God can stop time if he so desires. Sometimes, I wish we could do that, and often we wish we could speed things up. Sometimes we do that in life, don't we? Let me give you some historical background here about the children of Israel. The children of Israel are being led by General Joshua, and they're taking over the land of Canaan. Now, that includes modern-day Israel. They were taking over that land one city at a time. Uh, they had already taken Jericho, and then they went up against Ai, and there was sin in the camp, and Achan was the culprit. God brought that to light, and Israel was made right with him, and they took the city of Ai. 
Now, the king of Jerusalem heard about these conquests, which God had done for the children of Israel. And in verses 1 and 2 of Joshua chapter number 10, what happened here was he was scared. Now, notice this. Now, it came to pass when Adonadazek, king of Jerusalem, had heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it, as he had done Jericho and her king, so he had done to Ai and her king, and now the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel, and they were among them. Now notice what happened to this king, that they feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city, as one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all the men thereof were mighty. So the king of Jerusalem heard about the conquests that God had given the children of Israel, and he was scared. Basically, what happened here is this. A league of nations was formed. These five kings got together and saying, United we stand or divided we fall. And they were about to find out that united they fall because you simply can't fight against God. How many of us know that? Our loving Heavenly Father, He loves us so much and He doesn't raise spoiled children that folks, when we get out of His will and out of line and He begins to correct us, you may think for a minute you can fight against him, but you'll learn real soon that you can't. Folks, people have always pooled their efforts to try to kill God, and you just can't do it. Folks, think about this. The king of Jerusalem heard about these conquests, and he puts a, a league of nations together. The children of Israel heard about this union that was formed, and they, along with the Gibeonites, pulled a surprise attack on these five kings in this league, league of nations. These five kings and their mighty army are in retreat here in our, in our text. They run and run and, until they come to a narrow pass. Joshua has them right where he wants them. He realizes that he must utterly destroy this enemy, else they will surely come back and haunt him later. Israel was told to finish the job, not to do it halfway. Your dad ever tell you that, or your grandpa ever tell you that, or your grandparents ever tell you that? Dorinda mentions that about her dad, Robert, doing that. He would always tell him, make sure you do the job the right way. Don't uh, do it halfway. Don't mess it up. Do it correctly. All of us have learned that it pays off to do the job right the first time, or else you'll have to end up doing it again and again until we eventually understand that. So Israel was told to do the job and don't do it halfway. But he's got a problem. Joshua's got a problem here, folks. There's not enough time to finish the job. So Joshua prays for more daylight. So he can finish that job that he started. I'm glad to say that our church at J-City, wow, what a praying church. Folks, everything is everything is blessed and is worked and, and manifest in the work of God because of prayer. So continue to be a prayer warrior. Pray without ceasing. And I'm glad to report that J-City Church is a praying church. Why don't you come and join us and be a praying person with us as we worship Jesus in spirit and in truth and exalt his name. So Joshua prays for more daylight so he can finish what he started. Now look at this incredible prayer of faith. Here's what happens. Time stands frozen and the earth experienced an extra day. 
Now, for years, skeptics of the Bible, and there are skeptics that are listening right now probably, skeptics of the Bible have made fun of this account in the Bible and said, ah, and I quote here, ah, that's hogwash. That never happened. It couldn't happen. That's just folklore. It's a fairy tale, end of quote. Well, they say that everyone knows it, that knows that knows it that not that not that the sun moves anyway, but our plant revol- our planet rather revolves and rotates around, giving the impression that the sun stands still. Well, folks, here's here's what's happened. Joshua here is simply using language that we all do. After all, can you imagine him saying, "Earth, stop revolving and rotating, thus making it appear that the sun is not setting." No, he's using language like we, like we are about having the earth or the sun rather stand still. The weatherman or the weather woman, you know, they've been to school and yet you can go home and watch the news at night and they will tell you uh, when the sun will rise tomorrow and when the sun will uh, set tomorrow night. So the important thing here is not how God made it happen. The important thing is that he did make it happen. That's the miracle. God made the sun stand still. Now, he could have used light refraction to do it. He could have stopped the motion of the entire universe. He could have caused the sun to move in the opposite direction if he wanted to. Other skeptics say if something like this happened, it'd be a major historical occurrence. Well, you'd think we'd have some mention about it in the annals of history other than just the Bible. Well, guess what? The fact is, we do have other historical records about this account of God making the sun stand still for Joshua. Listen to this. Most every ancient culture that you can study has a record of an extra long day. Just like most of them have a record of a worldwide flood. Here's some research for you if you want to look it up. Records of the Chinese during the reign of Emperor Yao, Y-E-O, who lived in Joshua's day, report the strange occurrence of an extra long day. Check it out. Also, Herodotus, a Greek historian, wrote an account about an extra long day left to us by the Egyptians. Others cite records of the Aztecs in Mexico reporting that the sun, standing still, in a year denoted as seven rabbits. That is the same year that other historical records show Joshua defeating the Philistines and conquering Palestine. Other cultures, the Incas of Peru, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Polynesians, some refer to the sun standing still, others call it an extra long day or night. Why do you suppose that? Because, folks, the sun doesn't shine everywhere at one time. History says this happened. Someone may say, I can't believe the Bible. It's contrary to the laws of universe. Well, in order to have a law, you need two things. Number one, someone powerful enough to create the law. And number two, someone powerful enough to enforce the law. Is God powerful enough? He's the creator, by the way. Can't a clockmaker stop his or her clock if they want to? God doesn't obey the laws of nature. The laws of nature obey him. Remember Genesis 1:1 in the beginning, God created. So history says that this extra long day, the sun stopping, 
that it happened. Well, here's some personal application we want to make this morning with the time we got left. What what is in this, in this passage of Scripture in Joshua chapter 10? What's in it for us today as Christians? What's in it for us? Well, number one, think about this, the reliability of God's Word. Last Sunday at J-City, we spoke upon strengthening our grip upon the Bible, that the Bible is God's Word, inspired, infallible, impeccable. It's inspired by God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So the reliability of God's Word is what's in it for us today. Secondly, the reliability of God's care is in it for us as well. In Joshua chapter 10 and verse number 14, the Bible says, And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. Notice this. And then the last part of that, the last sentence of this verse, for the Lord fought for Israel. The reliability of God's care. You see, these heathen, uh, these heathen uh, nations that Israel was fighting, this uh, alliance of nations, was fighting actually, uh, they worshiped the sun. These were sun worshipers. And the Lord used the very thing that they worshiped as one of their gods to fight against them and prove that he is the only true living God. Amen. You say, I wish he had fight for me. I wish God would get involved in my battles. I've got battles of my own to deal with, Pastor Dave. What do you do about that? Well, I wish, you know, people would say, they do say, I wish I could get God on my side. Hey, listen, you don't get him on your side. You get on his side. And that is through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Have you been born again? Jesus died vicariously on the cross and shed his blood as a sacrifice substitute in your place, and not yours only, but for the sins of the whole world, every human's. He died, he shed his blood on the cross, was buried, and resurrected the third day. And the Bible teaches we're sinners. We can't save ourselves. We have earned the wage by being a sinner, and that is to be cast alive into eternal damnation, for we have nothing to pay for our sin debt. But Christ died for the sins of the world, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. And we are sinners, and if we'll recognize we're sinners and admit that with God and agree with God on that, and from the sincerity of our heart call upon Jesus Christ to be our personal Savior, the Bible says by grace through faith in him, God will save you. If you would like to be saved, follow me in this simple prayer. Jesus Please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. Now, folks, if you've done that, you've been birthed spiritually. You've been born again spiritually. John chapter 3. And it is important that you find a good church home where, you, where they preach and teach the Bible. If you need uh, uh, materials to help you in your new walk with Christ, if you'll give me a, send me an email, drdave13 at gmail.com, I'll get those in, that information to you as a new Christian. So back in Joshua chapter 5, Joshua was surveying the city of Jericho, and he encountered a strange character. 
and Bible scholars say this was a, a pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. The man had a sword drawn, and Joshua asked, Are you on our side or their side? And the man basically answered, No. So basically what the man was saying was, I've come to take sides. I've come to take over. Not that I've come to take sides, but I've come to take over. And the question is this to us, who's on the Lord's side? Are you on Jesus' side today? There's only two kinds of people in the world, folks, those that are saved and those that are lost. In John 3 and verse 36, the Bible says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son of God hath not life. That's how God sees people, lost and saved. Are you saved? Folks, so we see the reliability of God's care, the reliability of God's Word. And thirdly, this morning, we see the reliability of God's power. God gives us a visual aid here, the picture of them with their feet basically on the necks of the enemy. God is saying this, remember this. This is what I will do for you, Joshua, and the children of Israel, as long as you stay on my side. And elsewhere, God promises to put Satan under our feet. Do you know that Satan is a defeated foe? Amen. Last month at J City Church, we preached and we exposed Satan for who he is. He's defeated, folks. He just don't want you to know it. Jesus bruised his head and he bruised Jesus' heel. Jesus conquered him on the cross of Calvary. Satan is a defeated foe, and he knows it. And I want to say this this morning, and stop the flow of the service for a minute. You come and visit us tomorrow at J City Church at the 1030 worship hour. We're going to be singing, worshiping, and preaching on heaven. You don't want to miss that. Come and join us, J City Church, 1030 tomorrow, as we deal with the subject, biblically, of heaven. You see, Satan's a defeated foe, and he knows it. He just hopes that we don't find out. Why? Because he's a bully. Do you ever run into a bully in school somewhere? You had to stand up to the bully? Well, when you stood up to the bully, they backed down. Satan was defeated at the cross of Calvary, and now we can have power over sin, over death, over hell, and over the grave. Yes, we can have victory as a Christian if we want it. Now, there's a message here today for someone that's listening to Pastor David and Dorinda this morning. There's a message here for someone who's going through a crisis right now. Whether it's related to your family, maybe it's financial, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's a spiritual life, but you're going through a crisis. Yes, Christians have problems just like everyone else, and sometimes I think more. If getting saved is the end of the problems, and folks, that it must be the front end of the problems. I'll guarantee you that. Because the Bible says the trial of our faith. God's going to try our and test our faith. So the message is that Christianity is not the subtraction of problems. It's the addition of the power of God and thus the multiplication of the blessings. Amen. We have the power of God to defeat the enemy, Satan, Amen. and see God take care of the problems that we have in life so we may glorify him. And that's all the more reason to avoid the division that Satan wants to bring between us and God and us and each other. Now look at verse 14 again. Folks, this means that it'll never happen again. Listen to verse 14. And there was no day, Joshua 10 and verse 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought 
for Israel. Notice this. This will never happen again. Never again will God stop the sun and bring time to a standstill. One of these days, the sun will set on your life for the last time. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me, for night cometh when no man can work anymore. Farmers understand that. They've just recently got the crops out of the field for the most part. Farmers, they have daylight hours. Nowadays, they can work after dark because of, uh, of lights and things like that in today's modern equipment. But you got limited time to do what you're going to do. And here's where it's at. If you're going to serve Jesus Christ, Christian, now's the time to start doing it. Amen. Get involved in your church in some ministry. Grab gospel tracts. Hand them out to people. Pray for people. Do what you can do. Help participate in the ministries of your church and serve Jesus Christ. Because the sun will soon set on your life and on mine. And what are we getting done for Jesus? Because that's the only thing that's going to matter one day. You like Pastor David used to be? I try not to be this way anymore. It burnt me out. You got too many irons in the fire? How are your priorities? God not got first in your life anymore? Are you doing God's work last if there's time left to do it? If you're going to read your Bible and pray, folks, the best thing would be to do it of a morning and get, make it a priority because you may not get it done. People are trying to buy back health, and you can't do it. Listen, the Bible says in Ephesians 5:16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And finally, Psalm 90, verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Folks, if you're going to win lost souls, you better do it now. If you're going to sing ver sing, uh, sing in the choir and get involved in your church worship, you better do it now. Amen. Ben Franklin once said, and I quote, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for it is the stuff life is made of. End of quote. Folks, we wish we could make time stand still, but we can't. It stops for no one but God. Get serious about serving Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel, sharing the love of Christ. Get involved in your church because time and the sands of time are running. God's daylight savings plan. Jesus is Good Tidings. Thanks for joining us today on the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Let's get serious about making the most of our time before time runs out. Oh, yes. He's finally here. Emmanuel. God is with us. Oh, There's yes. No to For unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not. Fear not. Yes, sir. So fear not, fear not, for I bring you yeah, yes. tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. The Messiah has come to deliver. 